age of 22, and my father walked out shortly after I was born, and I was the youngest. So um, I'm very close to my mother and have a great deal of respect for her and love for her, and many of you have seen me introduce her on public television on the Inspiration PBS show that was done in San Francisco a few years back. I've been through a lot of the kinds of struggles. I mean, we had nothing when I was younger. Um, everything I have is what I earned. I look upon that as a great advantage. But it was uh, just the Dharma that I chose, I guess. I've been through divorce twice. Uh, I know what that feels like. I know the heartache of breakups and have lived with them and struggled with them and have used it to help me to become a better person, a more compassionate, kinder person who listens more than he talks. I've been through the addiction route in my life um, and struggled with it on many different levels. From alcohol, which I can proudly say it's been 22 years since it's crossed into my body. Yeah, thank you. But the previous 22 years, I drank enough to make sure that these 22 years were covered. So, uh, and not just alcohol, but drugs as well. I've been down that road and, uh, and know, know what it feels like and know the struggle of it and the pain of it. And this and other things, this new thing is to me just one more opportunity for me publicly to, um, to deal with something that is uh, as challenging as that. I also had a heart attack in the year 2000, which is not uh, possible. I didn't think it was possible that I could have a heart attack. I didn't eat meat, I exercised every day, I didn't smoke, I didn't drink. I did all of the things that you were supposed to do and uh, nevertheless, I had one blockage in one artery that they call the Widowmaker. <laughs> it's called the LAD, the lower anterior descending artery leading into the heart, was blocked 99%. And as explained to me, it, is, uh, it was a genetic thing passed on to me uh, from my parents. So that, um, that again was another opportunity for me to go within and, and become a person who can publicly go out there and talk about it. So I'm not saying this to elicit sympathy, although if you have any, um, I'll take it. I have never canceled anything in my life, even when I had a heart attack. It's not in my nature to just give up on it. And um, I think we're going to have a, a wonderful, terrific weekend. So uh, I want you to be a little bit more formally dressed from now on, if you don't mind. I'd like to see a dress code here, shirts and ties, if you don't mind. But this is Maui, we don't even wear shoes on Maui. Uh, the weekend that I have put together uh, in my mind is a course that I want to teach. It's not just Excuses Be Gone. And the course is based upon something that I'm going to be writing about. Um, I've been deeply involved and engrossed in the work of a great teacher in this country whose name was Neville Goddard. Uh, who passed away in uh, 1972. How many people here know of Neville? Just by a show of hands, about six, seven people. Neville was like a uh, 20th century Ralph Waldo Emerson. Emerson um, was an itinerant preacher who ran around the country in the uh, 1840s and 30s and 50s and 60s. And... Um, he talked about things that um, 
didn't make him real popular at that time in the 19th century. He took on the religious organizations and, and, and religion particularly and, and spoke from a place of uh, God is love rather than God is something that has been handed to us by religious organizations and spoke about the power of God being within us. And he uh, today is known as the father of the transcendentalists, you know, one of the great American teachers. He and Henry David Thoreau were neighbors in Concord, Massachusetts. I've been in both of their homes. I have a picture of Emerson uh, at my writing space uh, that I've had there for the last 30 years. And I think of him as one of my teachers, as is Thoreau. I even went to uh, Thoreau's uh, house in Concord and laid in his bed and tried to get the energy of Thoreau as I was sitting down to write a book called You'll See It When You Believe It back in the 1980s.